Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. In the Far East comes V, the guerrilla economist. He clears the fog of economic and geopolitical disinfo. Know the truth. See the trends. Understand the players. Protect your future and family. The financial freedom fighter, a rebel with a cause. This worldwide transmission has been brought to you by V, the guerrilla economist. Helping the world understand, prepare and make sound decisions to protect your future and your family. Visit V, the guerrilla economist at roguemoney.net. Spelled R-O-G-U-E-M-O-N-E-Y. All right, all right, all right. It's V. It's me. You know how I see it. It's the one another gorilla, the thriller, not from Manila. Uh, and with that being said, folks, you can follow us over at roguenews.com. Check us out on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. We're everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. We're there from Stitcher, DLive. I mean, you name it, man. We're everywhere. And um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, float, Twitch, we're on ScrewTube right now. I'm doing a little simulcast. I'm going to keep it clean, you know what I mean? So going to be a little uh, PG-13. Um, CJ can't join me today. He is uh, handling business and uh, taking care of some things. He's been a very, very busy man this month. Uh, but he should be coming to ahead uh, f- uh, with everything that needs to get done probably by the end of the, the month or so. He should be in the clear coming in March. He'll be back to... Back to regularly scheduled hours. So, uh, folks, I want to thank all of you for listening in and and, uh, and joining us today. If you haven't liked, if you haven't done so already, I mean, look, there's about sixty percent of you that listen to the show that do not hit that 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 uh, subscribe button. So, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, hit us with a thumbs up, like, share, comment, and share it with your friends. Tell your friends and family about us. We are the original geostrategic, geoeconomic, geopolitical news show on YouTube. We're the OG. Though we've been beaten, we've been bruised and battered and have lost over tens of thousands of subscribers because of all the banning and shadow banning and deplatforming and all the stuff that's been happening to us. We're still here. We're still alive. We're still kicking. And uh, we're growing. We're growing on every single platform. So make sure you just not just check us here, but also check us on other streaming services like Twitch and 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 whatnot. And then also... Um, if you ever want to catch those back shows, you you know you, you want to go through all the, the shows we've had in the past, I always recommend people, listen, you got to go to roguenews.com, man. Roguenews.com, roguenews.com. That is the, the jump-off point for, for everything that we do here. So make sure you check there first. And with that being said, um, I guess let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. And everybody's saying rant, rant, rant. I see that in the, in the live chats. But uh, the, the, you know, don't worry about it. I, I will go into a rant. It's... There's only so much news I can read at any given time before it gets on my nerves. But the gross incompetence, gross incompetence, uh, uh, that is uh, that is the West. 
Uh, give me my one second. Let me just hit the uh, do not disturb on my phone so I don't have it buzzing. Uh, speaking of phones, just upgraded to the new Galaxy S23 Ultra. Friggin' phenomenal. 200 megapixel camera with 100x zoom. It is insane. It is insane. Anyway, anyway, where do I begin? Right. Where do I begin? You know, the West is pretty interesting. Right. And I love the fact that I got somebody like Andre Martinov out there breaking it down. And I always tell people if you haven't gotten Andre Martinov's books, Losing Military Supremacy, uh, The Real. Uh, I forgot the, th the second book, and I have it. I just the title just escapes me. It's a, the the real logistics of modern war, or something like that, or the real principles of modern war, something along those lines. I have the book. I have the title. I've read through it. It's an amazing book. All of his books are just absolute class. It is scholarship level, absolute master class into the reality of things. Okay, and of course, disintegration, which is his la his latest book that he just did. Um, very well written. Uh, I'm just a very educated man. Uh, spent time in the uh, so Soviet uh, nuclear forces. Uh, he was, you know, he was a submariner. Uh, worked in the submarines as well as a, you know, has a background in um, in um, on on missile destroyers and whatnot. And you know, it's really remarkable. But one of the things I've always said about the West, and it's great to have a guy like Andre back me up on it and get into the more granular details of it because he's, he has access to data and experience that I simply do not have or possess because that comes with years of experience and that comes with a network that I simply do not have the deepest of connections with. But one of the things I always knew is that there is a myth about us. There is a myth. And I've always said this, one of the worst things that can happen to a person or to a, to a drug dealer is for a drug dealer to get high on his own supply. And we have moved forward uh, past the point of no return, right? When, when a drug dealer starts getting high on his own supply, he's a dead man walking. He is a detriment to his network. He is a detriment to himself and to his business. And he's a, in a very destructive state of the game. Likewise, the United States has been getting high on its own supply. And since the end of World War II, there's been decade after decade after decade of military porn and propaganda. We've seen it from everything from Missing in Action with Chuck Norris to the Rambo movies to Black Hawk Clown and, and uh, what else? Uh, Zero, Dark Zero Dork 30. Um, you know, all the Tom Clancy books. And I was guilty of it. I mean... You know, being in elementary school, I was, uh, you know, my summer reading schedule was was polishing off Tom Clancy novels, right? And, 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 and that was in elementary school and in middle school and in junior high school, I was crushing Tom Clancy novels, Dale Brown novels. Um, I forgot the name of the, the, the main character here. Oh, my God. Did my screen just black out? Hold on, folks. My screen just went dead. I don't know if I, if you guys lost me. But uh, some of the main characters here, uh, like in, in like you know, I, I remember being a kid uh, reading uh, Debt of Honor, uh, reading Executive Orders, D reading Day of the Cheetah, re reading uh, Flight of the Intruder. Stephen uh, Steve Koontz, I think it was right. Flight of the Intruder, Intruder. Um, so there was a lot of 
propaganda both, you know, especially in the 80s and the 90s, a lot. I mean, it was it was turned to level uh, 10. And um, and that level 10 was, you know, the Top Gun movies. And then they had uh, Louis Gossett Jr. and some other guy. He did the Air Force version of, of Top Gun, which was um, uh, Iron Eagle. I don't know if you, some of you guys remember Iron Eagle, but that was a pretty cool movie. So we've had this idea, and also in pop culture, right? Also in pop culture, where um, we've had, um, uh, what's it called? We've had like, I mean, come on, Hulk Hogan, you know? Uh, I am a real American, the whole, you know, World Wrestling Federation. And we've had, um, uh, I mean, so many things, music. I mean, we were a dominant thing, you know? And, we, and it kind of pisses me off that we squandered some of the good stuff from that, right? We squandered all of that. And um, so this led us to some regard, right? This led us to some regard. Oh, yeah, the Navy SEALs movie with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Hot shots, pot dew. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, guys, I mean, this thing goes on and on. And then when the video games launched off, you've had, um, of course, um, the whole thing with, uh, what's the movie? Hold on one second. Let me just shut the screensaver off. It's, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. This way, my screensaver doesn't just kick in. So you know, we've we've had a, a Call of Duty, a Medal of Honor, a Battlefield. So we had a steady state of propaganda that has completely rooted us out of reality. Okay, we're not rooted in reality. And when I did a stint at a, a, a you know short little stint at a, at a think tank many 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 decades ago, I realized then that something was wrong. I didn't was able to I was not able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together as to why we were living in delusion. And I was living in delusion myself until the hard tenants of of reality comes coming in and you know comes crashing in. And that hard tenant is often taught by economic realities. You know things like manufacturing and production and having a physical economy versus a speculative economy, right? This is where guys like Lyndon LaRouche, uh, you know, I recommend, you know, get some books on LaRouche, man, if you want to really understand what the game is all about. Guy was an absolute paragon, an absolute genius uh, for his time. And even to the, till, the, till this day, he's unmatched by many. Um, so, you know, I was always wondering, like, you know, what this is all about. And then you, then you see the same kind of disconnect, right? You see the same kind of disconnect when you talk about, you know, the analysts, the analysts, you know, who graduated from uh, various schools with, with degrees in international strategic studies and their political science degrees. These are all fake degrees. It's, it's bullshit. You know, it, it, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. And, these guys, when you look at who's teaching these individuals, are people who themselves are so far removed. You know, so I forgot they'll have some expert on it. He was, he's the professor of Russia studies. And what's his experience? Well, he left the Soviet Union. He was living in Ukraine as a boy. He left the Soviet Union at the collapse of the Soviet Union. You know, first or second generation immigrant here in the U.S., uh, and he's proficient in, in, in speaking Russian. That, that, is, that is the extent of his real experience with Russia. And same goes for China as well. 
Same goes for any country as well. Uh, you know, all, and, and I bring this up because these are the people. They, they, they used to live in that country. They spoke the language at one time where they were, you know, first-generation immigrants and they grew up in a household that spoke that native tongue. But they themselves spent no real time in the educational courses or the universities of the countries in which their families have fled from. They themselves have spent no real time in the armed forces understanding combined arms warfare and the complexity and nature of and the logistics and the economy of war, the real economics of war. Right? And I'm talking about like, you know, war is a boondongle, war is a, you know, war, you know, war is a profiteering thing. See, war is a profiteering thing is a Western phenomenon, right? But real war, where you fight with your gloves off and it's conquest and it's real and gritty and bloody, that's a different, that's a different economic variable there. That's that's a whole other ball game that you know I don't I'm not gonna get into probably today, but so we have uh so these guys who, who are who are teaching these courses are also devoid of, of reality. So you have the military devoid of reality, those who believe that we're the greatest superpower on God's green earth, also devoid of reality. Those who are teaching geopolitics and geostrategic studies in the United States are all a fucking joke. They're all devoid and detached from reality. And then when you get into the markets, right? I, I, look, I, I have some amazing contacts and brilliant guys who are some of the sharpest guys heading up uh, chief investment officer positions and hedge fund positions and investor positions and, you know, trading, uh, uh, you know, as traders and stuff and their positions and stuff and some amazing firms and contacts. Guys I've had lunch with who will run rings around people when it comes to understanding the particulars and the nuances of the market and derivatives and interest rate swaps and collateralized debt obligations, you know, and, and, and collateralized debt vehicles and instruments. And, and, and I mean, they can get into the weeds on these other things, but they are completely detached from the reality of, of, of how a market actually works, how, how an economy actually works. So this is the problem that we possess a military that's detached from reality a political class that's detached from reality and an economic class, right? A, a class of economists that are detached from reality. And when you add all of these things together, it is a recipe for disaster. And what happens to those that are in the military who are detached from reality, what they become is they become narrative peddlers. Their main export their main means of exchange is to peddle the narrative their main means of exchange is to propagate and sell the narrative of their own bs to themselves and about themselves and you see that in the military the main the main means of exchange of every single american political science major and strategic studies blah 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 they've never lived in the countries that they study They've never done business in those countries in which they study. At least myself, I can tell you I have a, a deep network on the business side of things in some of the countries I discuss. So I can tell you some things of how things really are. Okay, I'm not some military expert here. But there are some things I do know that, put, that would make me literally bludgeon like a baby seal some of these guys who claim to be experts in strategic studies. <laughs> Experts, 
Now, so these guys who are with, with these strategic studies and the, these think tanks, and I use that word euphemistically, American think tank is is it's a it's a it's a, it's a I don't know what it is. It's an oxymoron. It's stupid. It's we call American idiot tanks because the most idiotic, stupidest ideas ever concocted on God's green earth. If you want to talk about forecasting into a vacuum, walk into an American think tank, and you'll know exactly what I mean. You have that man bun idiot with the stupid ties. What's his name? Peter Zeehan, an absolute idiot, an absolute fraudster, an absolute shyster, an absolute huckster, going around conning people, and people think he's a geopolitical expert. He's nothing. He's a nobody. And then you have the economic class, also devoid of any reality. And what happens, folks, when you are devoid of reality? What happens when you are detached from reality? You become an influence peddler. You become a narrative peddler. You become an axiom propagator. So you have the economic guys selling the narrative to the political guys. The political guys are selling the narrative to the public. The military guys are selling the narrative to both the po political class and the economic class. And all of them together with the media class is taking all their narratives, putting all the narratives together. It's all, bully, it's all a bunch of BS, all a bunch of bullshit, all, all BS. And they're selling it to you, the American people. And so therefore, we become a country that got high on its own supply. We are the drug dealer that is utilizing and consuming voluminous amounts of his own supply. And it's into this backdrop that we find ourselves in, in a conflict in a faraway land that most Americans cannot even find on a map called Ukraine. Oh, yeah. They're experts in Ukraine now. Can't find it on a map, but they're experts in Ukraine. Today was something very important. It's reported here that on Tuesday's speech, right? That he just he just did the speech today, a few hours ago. Vladimir Putin said that he is suspending Russia's participation in the New Start nuclear treaty with the United States. President Vladimir Putin on Tuesday suspended Russian participation. In the last remaining nuclear arms control treaty with the United States, warning Washington that Russia had to put new ground-based strategic nuclear weapons on combat duty. You know, I was listening to a broadcast of Scott Ritter, and I, I respect Scott deeply. I love the work that he does. And Scott was part of the mechanisms. Okay, He was part of the machinery that was part of the original start treaty uh, and nuclear weapons test bans and all the other things that have occurred between the United States and Russia back in the mid to, you know the mid 80s in the early 80s and, the, and into the late 80s right so D, he was part of a team that literally saved your ass in other words he was part of a contingent of a group of very very talented men statesmen, and real diplomats. We don't have that anymore, folks. We don't have that anymore. And he was able, and his team, and the pe people that he worked with, were able to reach across the aisle to their Russian counterparts also 
a talented group of very smart and brilliant men. And they created armaments, reduction, treaties, and agreements, especially nuclear. And they saved the world. They saved the world. So I thank God for guys like Scott Ritter and his Russian equivalent. I thank God for guys who were the original Cold Warriors who prevented the world from being blown up several times over. And I'm so thankful to God because we would not be here having this conversation. We would be most likely never been born or dead or glowing in the dark if it weren't for these men. And one by one, the United States has backed off of every single arms control treaty that it had in place with Russia. One by one, starting in the late 90s, going into the early 2000s, okay, with Bush 1, Bush 2, not, not Bush 1, but, but you know, George W. George W. Bush's first term, his second term, backing it off with Obama, and even Trump. Stupid move. So now I want you to recognize this. Why is this important? You and I live in a country that produces jack diddly squat. Okay? Well, you and I live in a country that has a hollowed out economy, that has no real manufacturing powerhouse, has no capacity or capability to ever be a manufacturing powerhouse unless you destroy and take apart and purge Washington, D.C. and Wall Street. Unless you do, 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 do those two things and get these charlatans out, America will never return to being an industrial powerhouse. It's never going to happen. So with this hollowed-out economy, a country that can barely produce any sort of real weapon system at any level that can be fieldable in mass, that can make a difference on a battlefield, this country is backing out of war. This country is backing out of a treaty, excuse me, and that treaty, folks, is the last remaining thing that has kept the nuclear powerhouses at check. And now we, with our nuclear arsenal, which is all developed in the early 70s, okay, which we don't have any hypersonics. We're about two and a half, three generations behind Russia in hypersonic te technology. We are a generation and a half behind the Chinese. But don't worry, folks, we have something called the, the Dark Eagle. The Dark Eagle only exists on the CAD drawings, software, and bar napkins of the defense industry in Raytheon. Missile has no real relevance whatsoever. Cannot be fieldable. We can't, not even accurate. Anything we make is all bullshit. It's all fake, garbage, it's second rate. It's a piece of junk of equipment. And all the while, we like to project. We like to project. We like to make people think that we have the best stuff in the world. Everybody else's stuff is garbage, crap. It was an eye-opener at the fall of the Soviet Union, the end of the Cold War, when American delegations and American military men and American engineers and scientists were able to finally get their hands on some of this 
crude, obsolete, less sophisticated, quote-unquote, Russian equipment, right? And they were shocked at how good it was. They were shocked. But we, the country today, which makes nothing, which produces nothing, our biggest exports are trash and recyclables followed by pornography, and our greatest export is the paper dollar. We've decided to back up out of the New START Treaty. It comes over a year after Moscow signed into a five-year extension. And after in August, the U.S. accused Russia of violating the treaty and disallowing U.S. on-site inspections under its stipulations. In response, Washington halted Russian inspectors' ability to do the same on American soil. Well, we did that because we got out of a few other treaties before we got there. So why should we inspect each other? You back out of treaties and you want to inspect my supply? You want to inspect my garage to see what my what kind of tools I have? No, it's not going to happen. No one should be under the illusion that the global strategic parity can be violated, Putin said, of the new start in today's remarks in Moscow. In March 2021, the two sides renewed the new start for a period of five years, and it will expire February 2026 if it's not continued. An increasing possibility given U.S.-Russia relations have deteriorated so fast because we have mediocre people who are influence peddlers. Their whole thing is to maintain their bureaucracies, their quote-unquote jerk-off state, the deep state. Their whole thing is to keep the narratives going. So in 2016, you had Christopher Steele. Literally, probably did a couple of lines of coke. Maybe did some, uh, some, some, uh, you know, some, some mushrooms. Whatever hallucinogen he took, and then he penned the whole Russia dossier. And to have some sort of modicum of plausible deniability, he said, "Oh, this is from a source. Maybe it's true. I don't know." Gave it to American intelligence. Again, that euphemism there. American intelligence. Every time I hear that, I laugh. And then they concocted this whole Russia scenario that that they used to overthrow a sitting president. We all know what happened. But the side effect of what happened is that we've permanently ruined and shredded what was left of the relationship that we had with Russia? Ruined it. The treaty that we had was to limit and reduce nuclear arms on either side, setting a limit of no more than 1,550 deployed warheads and 700 missiles. START began in 1991. The new START signed under Obama and Medvedev administration in 2010 as a successor agreement. Putin's speech, which was which most commentators saw little that was new in, came just after President Biden showed up in Kiev for a surprise visit. It wasn't a surprise. The 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 potato head had to get permission from Russia to fly into that airspace. Okay, it wasn't a surprise. The Russians knew he was coming. He also rearticulated uh, re Russia's reasons for going to war. Russia did its best to solve the problem in Ukraine. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stress myself on this program. 
I think I've made a case for, for years, since 2014 when the Maidan happened, I have been detailing it for you very, 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 very succinctly and very granularly what the hell has happened who's the hell behind it. And I made a, a crazy prophecy back in 2014 and penned an article, which I'm going to find that article. My, my partner Matthew has it. Not Eric, but you know my, my, my buddy who's a partner with me in Rogue. The silent partner, the man behind the curtains who keeps the technology running. I'm sure he has it. And the, and the article was Ukraine, where the dollar goes to die. And I wrote exactly what the hell is going to happen. In 2014, I wrote pen to paper exactly what the hell is going to happen. And it is shockingly prophetic as to where we are today. Shocking. And I said the Ukraine situation will begin the process of de-dollarizing. And I coined the term de-dollarize or die. De-dollarize or die. And that de-dollarizing will accelerate. The Ukraine will be a failed state run by oligarchs and warlords. It will be a hub of human trafficking, narco-trafficking, and all sorts of money laundering. Fast forward to today, that's where we are. Incredible. So we... The dilapidated superpower that is three generations behind in hypersonics has no real fieldable weapons, but has incredible amounts of propaganda. We, the ineffable country, the city on the hill, right? The shithole on the hill, that's what we are. The indispensable rash on world history, that is what we are. We, who could barely produce 240 tanks a year, we, who are running out of ammunition, fighting a proxy war. And here's some shocking numbers for you. During Gulf War I, you know, when people thought, oh, my God, it was, again, a, a, a war, which is the equivalent of a 300-pound bodybuilder beating up on a 110-pound weakling. That's what the Gulf War I was all about. Against Saddam Hussein in Iraq, The 1991 Gulf War was all about that. And all the U.S. guys came out. (laughs) Look at that. Vaunted. Incredible. Oh, my God. And the neocons used that as a a basis for the project for a new American century. And they used that as a basis for regime change. We can do anything we want. We are gods. We are gods. We create reality. Oh, yeah. Paul Wolfowitz and Donnie Rumsfeld and Dick, don't move. You have a bird on your face, Shaney. Oh, yeah, those guys. The crazies, right? They use that as a springboard for their entire regime change operation. All of it. And they got, and they were great at knocking off mud huts and then declaring that they won when they start to lose very badly against the natives that fight back. But we today want to go up against a nuclear superpower. But back in the Gulf War, let me just bring this up. We have fired, I, I think in Tomahawk cruise missiles on one day, the most ever fired was like 171 Tomahawks. And a total of 292 Tomahawks were fired during the first Gulf War. 
Russia has fired more caliber cruise missiles in one day or in two. Actually, they fired more caliber cruise missiles in one week than the United States did in the entire Gulf War One, my friends. Oh, yeah. And Eric is right. We fired tomahawks at a guy we put there. You're damn straight. And he's also right. The problem with creating your own reality is the truth. And that's the problem. So, yeah, now I want you to now take a step back. Narrative peddlers. They are buying and selling narratives. And they're also con men. So the military incompetent complex, which has never won any war, ever in their life, filled with strikeout artists, generals, and failures, guys who could not pass an entrance exam to a Russian university. Seriously, just on the mathematics and sciences alone. Okay? They want, you know, they, their goal is to sell the narrative to the next group of idiots, which is the economic crowd. And the economic narrative peddlers buys the military incompetent complex's narrative to sell that to the investors and to sell that to the political class. But at the end, end of the day, all three of the groups, the political class, the economic class, and the military incompetent class have to sell the narrative to you. So that you would acquiesce. So that you would be okay with bombing a, a country in the third world. And then after bombing a couple of countries in the third world, you would also be okay and it's kind of dim-witted and kind of sedated that when you face up against a nuclear powerhouse like Russia, who has a far superior military, especially they are masters of continental war. Masters of continental U.S. has zero experience in that. We're more of an expeditionary force with a great Navy. Used to have a great Navy. I can't talk much about it nowadays. But their whole thing is to sell it to you, so you're okay with it. And then they fleece you. This is why. Why do you think Schmiden is in Ukraine? You think Schmiden is in Ukraine? And he, and he ignored Ohio? Of course, he doesn't give a rat's or rent about Ohio. But ask yourself a question. Why is Biden there? Biden is not, and I repeat this, Biden is not the shot caller in this operation. He is a puppet. He is a figurehead. He is, insert tagline here, but he's not the boss. He's there because he's the underling. And the real bosses, which is the private equity that is behind the military incompetent complex, that is behind Wall Street, that is behind the political class, okay? The real bosses, which are the masters of the equity, or I'm sorry, the masters of the narrative peddling, they put him there. Why? Because their financial interests are there. So they sent the branch manager to go to the job site to see if all the money laundering is coming along good. It's coming along swimmingly. To see all the fraud is going well. To see if the narco-trafficking is going great. To see how the human trafficking is coming along. Oh, yeah. That's what this whole thing is about. Because it is not just the oligarchs here, the influence peddlers and the narrative 
peddlers here in the United States, but it's also the narrative peddlers in the UK. Same setup. It's also the narrative peddlers in France. And the storytellers in, in Belgium. And the narrative peddlers in Spain and in Italy and all these other places who are all about peddling the narrative. The morons in Germany. Why, why do the Germans why do the German oligarchs say to themselves and say to their their people, I am more interested. I am more we are more interested in the in the plight of Ukrainian people than the Germans. Why would they say that? Why would they say that? Because they have a vested financial interest in Ukraine. Folks, it's their financial interest. They are making money hand over fist. They are making money hand over fist. This is a gravy train for Western ruling oligarchs. The problem with this whole thing is their wanton, idiotic greed, their stupid, wanton, idiotic greed can trigger a nuclear war. And that is the problem. These morons, that's why I always tell to you people, right? I always tell you guys, don't be afraid of Western elitists. Don't be afraid of Western politicians. They can't build nothing. Don't worry about what they can build. Worry about what they can destroy in their attempts to build their little utopias. And that's what's happening here. That's all it is. That's why Biden can go to Ukraine, because Ukraine pays him. That's why Lindsey Graham could, is more interested in having Russia defeated and, and being Putin pulled out of power. I mean, these people are idiots. They literally think they're going to have regime change in Russia, and they're going to divide the country in regions. They literally think they're going to have a regime change in China and divide the country in regions. They literally think they're going to have a regime change in Iran and divide the country in regions. They don't understand the idiot, insolvent, broke, moronic, idiot, undereducated, miseducated West does not understand that they are dealing with civilizational powers that they have no concept of. None. It's incredible to me. And that is why in the land of adults, which is called the multipolar world, Xi Jinping is planning to planning Russia. He's planning a Russian visit. Think about that. During top diplomats, Wang Yi, Tiger Wang, savage, savage, savage diplomat. A savage, a savage negotiator. You don't believe me? Ask Tony Blinken how he was razored and gutted like a fish in Alaska as his guts poured out. And he looked like an idiot in front of Tiger Wang. Xi Jinping is planning his own Russia visit soon where he'll meet with his counterpart, Vladimir Putin. At a moment, the war in Ukraine shows no sign of slowing. Chinese leader Xi Jinping is prepared to visit Moscow for a summit with Russia's president in the coming months. Also think about this, folks. Why do you think Zelensky was talking to a bunch of idiot millionaires in Florida and a few billionaires in Florida? They're fucking idiots. They don't know shit. And he's telling them to do what? Spend the money in Ukraine. Invest in Ukraine. Buy Ukraine. Slava Kokena. Slava Kokena. Please. Your American investment is a uh, it is the, uh, the 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 springboard, the bullet train that will help us out. It is the Amtrak that will plow us forward. 
Why does he want you to do that? Because they got to keep the gravy train going. It's incredible. And here's the funny thing. There's a, you know, and, and Gilbert says, you know, rabbis in Israel saying they're going to be responsible for the war of Gog and Magog. And it's funny because when you look at the, 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 the land Magog, which a lot of these theologians get wrong, it's just really bad exegesis, right? It's really bad hermeneutics. And I, and I hear it in the evangelical circles so many times. Oh, you know, the war of Gog and Magog, it's America against Russia. America is not even mentioned in biblical prophecy because I believe America is destroyed and out of the way with. That's why you don't, you, don't he, you don't have anything with America in any sort of scriptural prophecy in any scriptural book, especially the Bible. And Magog, when you study Magog, there's very clues in Magog. There are three cities mentioned that is that 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 reside in the land of Magog. When you read that, you realize it's actually talking about Asia Minor, aka Turkey. Not Russia. And if there's anyone that fits the whore of Babylon, and I guess you can call it the Vatican, but I'd like to say it's even more so it's the United States. We're the whore of Babylon. We are the batties. We are the batties. So Wang Yi announces, right, Beijing says it want to play a more active role aimed at ending the conflict. But people familiar with Mr. Xi's trips plans said that the meeting with Putin would be part of a push for multi-party multi peace talks and allow China to reiterate its calls that nuclear weapons not be used. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? The idiots in the United States, the morons that run our country, Oh, God, folks, I swear to God, our founding fathers are turning in their graves. FDR is turning in his grave. Henry Wallace is turning in his grave. JFK is turning in his grave. Teddy Roosevelt is turning in his grave. Ronald Reagan is turning in his grave. My God, it's unbelievable where we are right now. There's no statesman left. There's no statements. Statesman left. You have undereducated and miseducated idiots with Harvard and Yale degrees that are that are turning this country. They're going to run this country off a cliff. And here's China. The only country, the only other superpower here, the only other nuclear power here coming in and saying, hey guys, let's just cool the rhetoric. Let's just walk it back. Look, we need to stop this whole nuclear weapons talk. Let's just put it away. This is dangerous. Because they are, love them or hate them, the Chinese are a civilizational power and they're a mercantile class. They are merchants by nature. And they don't want the world blown up. Because you can't make money when the world's blown up. And this is why they wanted to end and Vladimir Putin on that latest trip, and even in today's speech, he said, we're not waging a war with the Ukrainian people. They are in a hostage situation, politically and militarily occupied by the West, and he's 100% right. And this is the reason why. And this is, this is funny, right? The idiotic West, the stupid morons, miseducated, undereducated idiots in the West cannot understand why that the Russians will not call the special 
military operation, the SMO, they will not call it a war. Because according to the, 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 the reality of combined arms warfare, according to the reality of the economics of war, the logistics of war, the science of war, the SMO is not at war. And I agree with Andre Martinov in this regard where he says, if and when Russia declares war, watch out. Because they are grind, they are cooking the Ukrainians and the Westerners a lot. You're seeing the West emulate. Why? Because they have put themselves in a position where their narrative cannot dig them out. They've been caught in a bear trap. They are put in a position where their narrative peddling cannot get them out. Their narrative peddling says, oh, this is, I don't know, we don't, this is clearly war. This is, you know, the poor, impoverished Russian military who's dying of hypothermia with their less sophisticated weapons. And we're winning. And every Tuesday, Russia's running out of uh, ammunition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're winning. They're running out of ammo. But we don't know why. I mean, this is clearly... Why don't they just call it a war? Because it's not a war, you stupid. Because when they do declare a war, holy shit. You have not seen anything. When they say it's war and the gloves are off, every day Zelensky should go to sleep and thank God. Thank you, great cocaine god of the cocaine skies from the cocaine heaven. Slava cocaina. I thank you every day that I get to wake up every morning and snort the coke. And I say, hello, Biden, our father Biden, who art in the White House, hallowed be thy name. Thy son will come sit in Ukraine and become an oil executive. Thy will be done here in Ukraine, in Kiev, in Washington, so as in Ukraine, for now and forever, I mean. And then, then he goes... Uh, yeah, it's a good cocaine. Huh? He thanks every day. Every day he thanks God, the cocaine gods, that he's alive to snort coke. Every day. Because if the Russians ever declared war, I promise you it's going to look nothing like the special military operation. Nothing like it. On Saturday, Wang emphasized similar in addressing the Munich Security Conference. Oh, yeah, remember that? crap room, that whole crap uh, show that was, right? He said, dear friends, we do not add fuel to the fire, and we're against reaping the benefits from this crisis. Wow. Wow. Whereas if you look at every single European leader, they were all about adding fuel to the fire. They were all about reaping benefits from this crisis. You see, their greed of the West has blinded them to the danger that they're in. And they got idiot blinking because you know they, we shot down a twelve dollar balloon. They we because of the spy balloon, we're not we're not. I'm not going to meet with them. Canceling my trip, and, and the Chinese are like, wait a minute, what? We you have a trip planned here? We didn't know about that. We didn't know about that. And on the other front, on the other side. 
of the land of adults. President Ibrahim Raisi, the president of Iran, he, he went to Beijing to meet face-to-face -face with his counterpart, Xi Jinping, in a groundbreaking affair in more ways than one. Raisi, for the, the first Iranian president to officially visit China in 20 years, led an ultra-high-level political and economic delegation, which included the new central bank governor and the ministers of econo economy, oil, foreign affairs, and trade. The fact that Racy and Xi jointly supervised the signing of the 20 bilateral cooperation agreements ranging from agriculture, trade, tourism, environmental protection to health, disaster relief, culture, and sports is not even the major takeaway. The week's ceremony, this week's ceremonial ceiling of the Iran-China Comprehensive Strategic Partnerships marks a key evolution in the multipolarity sphere. Two sovereigns, both also linked by a strategic partnership with Russia, imprinting to their domestic audiences and also to the global south their vision of a more equitable, fair, and sustainable 20, 21st century that completely bypasses Western dictates. Hang on this. We have right now 154 countries that has given the middle finger to the West. 154. That is 80% of the world's population. That is 80% of the world's GDP. And the only thing the West has, the only thing the West has in their, the, the, the G7, the insolvent seven, right? The only thing the West has is broken down paper. The only thing the West has is a hollowed out economy. And this is why the West will move its populations to universal basic income. This is the reason why the West will move its populations into negative interest rates. And negative interest rates play very well when you have a central bank-issued digital currency that will be on your smartphones that they can take away and control at any time. It works better. And they're just trying to come to some sort of agreements between the retail banks and the government side of things on how this should work. But don't worry, the metaverse will be there for you. Don't worry. You'll be able to have everything virtual. Virtual porn and virtual food and virtual friends. And you'll live a virtual life. You'll own nothing and be happy. And you'll have carbon credits. And if you ate too much steak that month, well, guess what? Uh, you lose some of your credits and you'll have to wait until the next six months when your, when, you, when your credits are reloaded and you can eat steak again. But you won't even eat, get a chance to eat steak. Why? Because you'll be eating bugs. And you'll like it. You know, there's a wonderful meme. I, I, let me pull this up. I think uh, Gus and CJ uh, sent the Yeah, Gus sent this to us. This is, this is hilarious, right? This is, this is hilarious. And this is the point that I was making uh, a couple of weeks ago with, with, uh, with me and Gus. Now, there's a lot of people, right? Who are like, oh, we'll just stay out of the Democrat-run cities and raise our family out in nature with God. Boom! That's what you think, Jack. Oh, yeah. It's a perfect meme. It's a perfect meme. That's what you think, Jack. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're all on borrowed time unless we take this country back. We're all on borrowed time unless 
DC is broken in half and the financial structures are reordered. We have another Pecora commission for the new the new era. Unless we reinstate Glass-Steagall and have a Pecora commission which puts the fetters of iron on Wall Street. And unless we purge DC, we get rid of these stupid think tanks which are a joke. And we have a new cultural revolution. And I'm going to say something so controversial, I don't even care. You know what's going to save America? You know what's more powerful than the Constitution and the Bill of Rights? You know what's going to save America? Christian nationalism. That's what's going to save America. America needs to go back to being a Christian nationalist type country. And I'm not saying that you should you know, believe in the religion or not. That's irrelevant. But if you want this country to last the next 200 years, you need something grounded, something more powerful than Nike, than Facebook, than Netflix, than Google, or the latest fad on TikTok. You need something that will reinvigorate the young men in this country because we're all the men in this country have been decimated we've been decimated endocrinologically okay our hormone systems are completely out of whack this is why you know there are the sperm counts in men have dropped precipitously off a cliff in the last 30 years here in the United States testosterone levels have dropped off precipitously over off a cliff the last 30 years here in the United States And all of this is symptomatic of the condition that we are in as a people. Men need to come back. And the way you rally a patriarchy is you have to have a clarion call. And there is no greater clarion call to the Western man than the cross. That. That is the clarion call. Unless we do that, I'm going to be here another 200 years. I doubt we're going to be here another five years. We have a lot to do, folks. We have a lot to do. And it's funny because even in my industry that I'm dealing with, you know, on the institutional side of things, there's so many changes. And right now I'm, I'm seeing that all of a sudden China is softening its stance on crypto. Hong Kong is outlining plans to allow retail investors into virtual assets. They're, they're softening. And what's the U.S. doing? You got the SEC on overload, right? The SEC is going overboard. They're like, you know, uh, everything's a security, 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 security. Can't sell anything, can't do anything. And it's killing innovation here. But that's okay because you ain't got to worry about it. You don't need to worry about owning Bitcoin. It'll be sold to you by some Wall Street firm. You'll never own it, but you'll own a facsimile of it. Folks, let me explain something. Uh, Dr. Michael Hudson, an economist, I respect him. Uh, I respect him a lot. He made a great point. Michael Hudson made a great point. He said the United States economy, the, the economy of the West, is not even based on physical production anymore. It's based on rent and interest rates. And he's absolutely right. Everything is a rental, right? This is Why do you think BlackRock is buying up thousands of properties, right? Thousands of houses. Why? They want to they rent it out. They want to rent it out. 
right? Why do you think? And it fits. If, if you're making your money, if your entire economy is based on rents and interest rates, then then the slogan from that, that decrepit bond villain idiot, Klaus Schwab, makes sense. What a Klaus say? You will own nothing and you will be happy. It makes perfect sense. You will own nothing and you will be happy. And if you have a, an economy based upon rent, based upon interest rates, that is exactly what you will get. It's incredible. And that's, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And that's, the, and, and that's, that's where we live. Economy based on rent and interest rates. You will own nothing and you will be happy. What a, what a world we live in. And this is why we are against the wall. This is why our backs, it's your livelihoods. And they've already said, hey, you know what? You know what? We, we were able to take these uh, kids away from their parents. And we could lop off these kids' genitals and we could zipper them and l- give them, a, you know, vasectomies and change their, their, their genders and, 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 and hysterectomies and all these rectomies. And they ain't doing nothing. The battle lines have been drawn, folks. The battle lines have been drawn. We have a lot of work to do, and there's a lot of work ahead of us. We need to free ourselves from the burden of Washington, D.C., and we need to be a part of the multipolar world. That is where America's freedom should be. That is where America's future should be. And with that being said, I'm the gorilla. This is Rogue News, and I'm out.